This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to our weekly hockey podcast. It's me, Tim Benz, along with Seth Rorbo, covers the Penguins for us at the Trib. Make sure you read Seth writing about the Pens. Just about every day during the hockey season at Trib Live. We're brought to you by Gerger Construction. Not too soon to start planning your dream deck. We build decks year-round, and while they're building them, they're also booking in the spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction, a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Seth, I have to admit that I had to look up what a pergola was. Are you familiar with that phrase? It uh, sounds like maybe like a third-line winger from uh, Slovakia or something like that. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, and I expect that to be the exact return for Jake Gensel at some point. Um, where's Jake going, do you think, or is he staying in Pittsburgh? I don't think he's staying in Pittsburgh. Um, as far as where he's going, I, that's anyone's guess. I'm, I'm hesitant to say you know one team or the other, but um, I mean, just after another loss here against Seattle, uh, I just don't know that the, the Penguins situation is improving as far as uh, them potentially being a playoff team. Um, you know, they, that's a game. Uh, I mean, I you know, didn't really watch the game that much, but, you know, they, they bombarded the, the, the Kraken with so many shots, shot attempts, and they still came away with a 2 nothing loss. So, um, yeah, I, like I said, I just don't see them uh, advancing enough here in the next seven days as, as we're taping this for them to be in a playoff position where Kyle Dubas uh, isn't compelled to maybe trade away Jake Gensel. As far as the destination, I'm not quite sure where, but 
Um, like I said, I just don't, I just don't think the arithmetic lines up pretty well for the Penguins at this point. I'm with you on that. They are so good at giving themselves a false dawn or maybe giving Kyle Dubas a false dawn. And I don't know how much he's bought into it, but you know, they'll do things like win a crazy seven, six game against Philadelphia and win an overtime against Vancouver and then get shut out by Seattle. And they just never string together that elongated win streak that they need to put enough uh, points together consecutively to close the gap and get over some of the other teams in the Metro and eventually into that last wild card. It's been the same thing all year long. Yeah, I mean, they are a 500 team. I know that they probably actually have more losses than wins if you had in all the overtime losses and stuff like that. But uh, um, they're a 500 team. I mean, there's never too much traction in a good or bad sense. You know, they don't lose too many games in a row. They don't lose win many games in a row. And um, they're just kind of hovering around 500 or, or however the NHL computes it with its, you know, weird win-loss overtime, you know, point selection, I guess. But, um like I said, I just uh, I just don't see enough uh, from them, uh, and I don't forecast enough from them in the next you know seven days here to to, to really solidify a, a playoff spot. I mean, the, the one thing I think it's maybe a, a bit of a saving grace is um, a lot of these teams that they're chasing down, at least in the Metro Division, you know, the, the Flyers, Devils, Islanders, Capitals, um, they haven't exactly nailed anything down yet here either. So um that's kind of keeping i think the penguins hopes afloat maybe albeit maybe artificially um uh here in the dying days before the trade deadline but um but the penguins just themselves on paper just you know we've seen on 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 film here um it just doesn't seem like a like a playoff team and you know that that hasn't been helped at all by you know jake gensel and now brian russ the top two wingers on the top line uh, being out long term here so um, no, as, as the trade deadline approaches here, it just uh, it, it really looks like the Penguins are going to you know proceed as a non-playoff team. Maybe not outright as a seller. Um, there, there's ways to maybe kind of just be realistic without just selling everything away and uh, maybe recouping some assets, uh, you know, f- younger future assets. But um, they just they definitely don't look like a team that's uh, going to be a buyer as we've you know watched over the past 15, 16, 17 years here. Well, Seth, along those lines, I can assure you this. Uh, I'm not going to rip them if they sell. Uh, the team hasn't given Kyle Dubas, as we just said, enough, in my opinion, starch to build an argument that they can't sell and they have to go out and try to build for this year's team to get better and make a run in the playoffs. I just, I'm not convinced, and I don't know how Dubas can be convinced. If they do decide to try to add pieces while moving other pieces off the NHL roster, because there's really no way to add without subtracting something if we're talking about anything of value cap-wise. Well, I won't rip them for that either, because at least then they're reshaping the team. The only thing I'd really tear them apart for, if I'm going to do an opinion piece, for instance, the day after the trade deadline at the trip, the only thing I'm really going to rip them for in a column would be if they stand pat. They can't do nothing and hope things are going to change and then have Jake Gensel walk in the summertime. That, that would be my biggest gripe. My perspective on this is there's probably still in the pers- the business of being competitive next year. So if you trade away, you know, whoever, you know, and, and all you're getting back are draft picks or prospects or maybe still at the junior level or whatever, um, that doesn't help you be competitive next year. Um, now, uh, as it maybe pertains to Jake Gensel, you can still move him off the roster and get back assets that can help you out in an immediate sense, immediate meaning 23, uh, meaning 24, 25. Um, 
So, I mean, that's definitely possible. I mean, it's still possible if they don't trade Jake Gensel between now and you know, March 8th here that they could re-sign him uh, before July 1. That's maybe the more important date in that sense. So, um, as far as standing pat, no, I, I don't think they're going to stand pat. They'll make some kind of move here. Um, and I think it will more likely be towards geared towards making them competitive for the next season. Um, yeah, they definitely would like to restock some of their future asset pools and stuff like that. I mean, they, they, they're still trying to, you know, get back from, uh, rebuild that, I guess that those assets, uh, just after so many years of dealing away, going back to Ray Sherrow, uh, through Jim Rutherford and, and et cetera. But, um, no, I just don't, uh, I don't see them standing pat one way or another, um, uh, by March 8th. It just, uh, um, I, I think almost maybe it's more going to be more geared towards being competitive for next season than anything else. So many teams that I've seen rumored for Gensel. I mean, most of the Western Conference power players have been teams that have come up as talking points, and one of them has been Edmonton, which, you know, historically they feel to me like a team that's always been more in need of defense than more scoring. But every time I hear somebody talk about it, they say, no, they could use somebody else who's a legitimate number two wing. Um, I think it would be a fit. What do you think? I mean, I don't think there's any team in the league that's that couldn't find a way to fit in a 40 goal scorer, um, no matter how many off you know point producers they have already incumbent on the roster. So, um, you know, just looking at the Oilers on the surface, I, you know, to me, I you know, I, I would think defensive someone with a defensive conscience might be a more leading uh, pressing need. Uh, but uh, I could find you uh, 31 other teams in the league other than the Pittsburgh Penguins that probably can use a 40 goal scorer. So. Um, if he were to go to Edmonton, I think he'd be a really just good natural fit there. Um, I just don't know that uh, that's necessarily uh, their leading uh, pressing concern. Again, Seth Rorba with us, brought to us by Gerger Construction. It's our weekly Breakfast with Ben's hockey podcast. Penn's taking on the Flames next. That game is Saturday. It's a 10 o'clock start on the West Coast for Eastern Time purposes it's a 10 p.m. start and the flames they just made a move right trading tanev so some deals are getting done yeah um that was an interesting trade it involved the new jersey devils having to act as a broker taking on some cap space there and they got a uh a, a late round draft pick i'm trying uh fourth round draft pick in 2026 for their troubles so um that's something that's kind of cropped up in recent years where a third team winner and taking take on some of the salary cap hit and, you know, they'll get like a mid-round, late-round draft pick for their troubles. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if the Penguins at some point get involved in a trade like that, no matter what direction they, they opt to go to uh, by March 8th. But, um, uh, no, I mean, Dallas, you know, that's a team that needs some defense. They've had some injury problems on, on the blue line there. Um, they bring in a pretty good, tough defensive player. Um, frankly, it's a, it's a type of player that I think uh, – I mean, that's what the Penguins were hoping when they signed with Ryan Graves, but hasn't lived up to those expectations there. But um, Christianoff, a good defensive player, tough player, you know, just like his brother, plays a really hard-nosed uh, physical game, sacrifices his body. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll fill, you know, the defensive uh, need that the Dallas Stars had uh, entering this trade deadline. Um, and Calgary, you know, moves on from an asset that just it was an expiring contract. They get back a, you know, a decent defensive prospect and Artem uh, Grishnikov, I, I hope I said that correctly, and they get a, a second round pick in 2024. So I mean, that's you know congruent with uh, where they are as a franchise or uh, being competitive and things like that. So um, I, as far as uh, you know what that means, I guess for the rest of the market, I'm not quite sure. I mean, we saw those two earlier trades, like uh, you know, Winnipeg got Sean Monahan, and then um, uh, 
Vancouver got Elias Lindholm, and you know they got a, a you know just a a huge reward in terms of uh, they had to give up a huge reward each of those teams yeah. uh, to give up get those players. So the the, the return on Tanf seems a little bit more mooted. Um, I don't know if that's just uh, based on um, you know just him being a, a defensive player and whatnot, but um, uh, I'm not quite sure any any of these trades yet have really kind of set the market for anything uh, as far as other trades, just based on how I guess unimpressive, frankly, uh, the, the return on Tanf was. You know what, Seth? I covered uh, Noah Hannafin one or two games in Boston College when I was out there, and I feel like he's been on the trade block every day since. <laughs> I always hear Noah Hannafin's name in trade rumors, and yet he's only been on two franchises in what's it been now, seven or eight years NHL career between the Hurricanes and Calgary. This is another guy the Flames are thinking about moving. That could be another defenseman that we see hop teams before the deadline. Yeah, he was kind of like the defenseman du jour that the Penguins allegedly were going to get before Eric Carlson showed up. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, last yeah, that's summer. right. He was a rumor for the Penguins too. Um, so I'm still waiting for him to show up for the Penguins myself. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean Calgary's just yeah, it's not it's a non-competitive team right now, frankly. Um, and, and ideally, the Penguins get a win, uh, a clean two points there in Calgary on Saturday night. But um, that's a team that after they had that you know great season a couple years ago, 100 point team, all that stuff. Uh, uh, just really never recovered and, you know, moved on from Daryl Sutter and um, never really fully recovered from trading away, you know, Matthew Kachuk to Florida. So um, I, don't, I don't know if you want to call it a rebuild, but you know, they're, they're clearly resetting, I guess, in some way, shape or form here. So they're either moving on from some of their expiring contracts and things like that. So, um, you know, you would think Noah Hannafin, just given an all around game that he has is uh, uh, going to be someone that maybe, uh, you know, could potentially garner them a, a handsome reward uh, in terms of trade. Um, again, a pretty younger player, all-around game. Uh, uh, I, again, I, I think there's probably 31 other teams in the league that probably could find a way to fit in their lineup. And uh, um, the Flames should have no shortage of suitors if they do indeed trade them. What are you hearing about Rust? Oh, nothing. Mike Sullivan told the reporters up in Vancouver, I think it's going to be week to week. Uh, there was a video of him kind of – I'm just guessing it was maybe a shoulder injury, the way he kind of collided with a couple of Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, you know, I I hated that hit. I'm surprised that hasn't gotten more attention. For all the attention we always give to, you know, anything of accidental or purposeful nature involves a headshot. You know, we gripe and panic and caterwaul or gnash our teeth over whether it's a good hit or a bad hit, and we break it down frame by frame like this is a Bruder film, regardless of who the player is. Like I hated that hit on Rust. He was blasted from behind, and now he's out for a while and it's barely gotten a whisper. Yeah, I, I mean, frankly, I didn't see it at the moment. I, it took me a few days to even find video of it, so um, I, I, I didn't necessarily have a huge problem with it uh, in terms of uh, uh, just how it occurred. I mean, it, it almost seemed like he kind of got, got caught up in the wash, for lack of a better term, in terms of a couple guys hitting him and uh, I, I don't know that he's even been 100% healthy, uh, you know, going into that game or going into that hit, so to speak. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe, you know, something got aggravated there or something like that. But um, uh, I, I I don't have a hard time, uh, you know, looking at it and you know, seeing something you know, egregious there. Uh, uh, maybe by the letter of the law, it could have been called interference or something like that. Yeah. But um, um, no, I just, uh, to me, it just, you know, that's hockey. I mean, there's, there's contact. Uh, and, um, and unfortunately, in this situation with Brian Ross, he ended up with an injury there. Last thing, Seth, and this was sort of just me reading the tea leaves, but I'm wondering if you think that there's anything 
beyond it based on how Sidney Crosby answered a question. He was asked about uh, the lack of scoring off the rush this year for the Penguins. I think at the time he was asked the question, they were seventh from the bottom in terms of points produced off the rush. And he, he almost gave it to Mike Sullivan. Well, you have to have context to that stat. You know, he, he kind of gave it the same retort. But I, I do think he made a good point in his response, which was if we are being more responsible on defense, especially up high near our defensive blue line, you're not taking chances. So if you're not taking chances, that's likely leading to fewer rush points but I'm also wondering if you think that the corollary extends to is that why he's producing more points this year you know as he gets older and it's less about him trying to score off the rush even though he might still have some speed personally but collectively I mean is there players that he's out there skating with for instance especially when Gensel has been out is is that fed it like a change in mentality about them not trying to score off the rush is that strangely actually led to him having more point production um, I, I think a lot of it might just end up being about of uh, just he's I'd usually been such a great player in terms of producing down low or mm-hmm. generating offensive chances from you know below the goal line. Uh, as Mike Sullivan you know says he's the most complete two hundred foot player in the game, and um, well that you know lasts like ten fifteen feet you know <laughs> you know from the goal to the boards or wherever it is. Um, he's pretty dominant still. Um. Uh, I'm not quite sure there's a number one center in the league that's you know better in, along the end boards and stuff like that. You know, Nate McKinnon in Colorado might uh, have something to say about that that conversation, but um, you know, so much of what Sidney Crosby does, or, or you know, really throughout most of his career, maybe there's a, a greater emphasis or just you know a better rate of success right now uh, this season has comes from you know scoring around the net or from off the end boards and things like that. So. Um, you know, for as far as them not scoring off the rush, I, I'm not quite sure of the numbers and stuff like that. But um, you know, you have as a team collectively, I mean, you have a lot of guys like Riley Smith and Ricardo Raquel who have largely um, underperformed this year, and uh, I think maybe you know, Evgeny Malkin, frankly, as well. So I'm, I'm wondering if things like that maybe figure in that factor yeah. to that number. But um, as far as Sidney Crosby, I mean, there's you know more more than one way to skin a cat, I guess, so to speak, in terms of how he can generate offense. Uh, whether it's you know things maybe not happening happening off the rush or obviously their power play has not been very good at all this year, so um, he might just be relying more on uh, um, his old bread and butter in terms of generating things off off the end boards and down low. I know I left you hanging before. A pergola is an archway in a garden or park consisting of framework covered with trained climbing or trailing plants. That was my second guess. Seth Rorba joins us every week to talk hockey here in the Breakfast of the Beds podcast brought to you by Gerger Construction, and they build pergolas better than anybody else. Go to gergerconstruction.com today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best-kept secret 
and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.